Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. I'm often asked if you had to leave everything behind that you've created in Strategic Coach and there was only one thing that you held on to and with that one concept or that one tool that you could build a whole new future, what concept would that be? And I always say, well, that's easy. It's unique ability. Okay, because if I have the unique ability concept, I can build an entirely new program that doesn't duplicate anything that I've done before with just this one concept. Unique ability is the whole key to understanding everything in Strategic Coach. And I noticed over the years that some entrepreneurs take a long time or not at all getting to their understanding of their unique ability and others just go for it as fast as they can, and then they get unique ability, they put it in the center of their personal life, they put unique ability in the center of their work life, they put unique ability in the center of who they hire as their team members in their company, and they absolutely put unique ability in the center of who they attract as clients and customers. And I have a great, great example of one of our all-star unique ability performers in Strategic Coach, and it's Joel Zadak, and Joel is a talent manager in Hollywood. So Hollywood is one of those industries where it's all about unique ability, but not everybody in Hollywood understands the concept, but Joel has totally aced it. So I'd love you to listen to Joel's story. I'm a talent manager, which is very similar to a talent agent, and the majority of that industry is signing clients, signing artists, and then finding them work. It's basically finding opportunities for them and then getting those opportunities for them and then hopefully turning them into jobs. I'm a manager who wants to create the opportunities. So instead of like trying to identify a role in a television show with one of my writer performers, what I like to do is dig deep down in figuring out what are you excited about, what are you passionate about, what are you good at, and then figuring out what is the show or movie that you're going to create that aligns with that. And then when you create opportunities, when you're the person who creates the content, you're in far greater control than if you're just somebody who is a vendor basically for hire. And then once you create something, then everyone wants to even hire you as a vendor. So it really kind of snowballs into something, a far bigger career. And in order to really get people clear on what they want to do, I think you really need to have a strong understanding of, of what unique ability is and how to maximize that. Most of my clients, they're artists. They have a high card in comedy. You know, they are writers, directors, performers, comedians. And the people that I generate to really are what I would call artistic entrepreneurs. They are the people who create content for film and television and books. And most of these people grew up in the arts. So they grew up studying in theaters, maybe taking some writing classes, maybe working in theater on shows, but they never really got a formal education on how to run their business. In fact, I would say that of my top six clients, only two are college graduates. One guy dropped out, one guy never went, some other people just never went. So it was like they didn't get formal education. So they're constantly looking for guidance on how do we run our business? Because 
I gravitate towards the most ambitious of artists, and the most ambitious of artists want to do multiple things. In order to multitask and to get things right, what I loved about Coach was this concept of identifying your unique ability and then delegating all of the other responsibilities that you don't want to do so you can maximize your time spent in unique ability to maximize your, your effectiveness and productivity. And how to figure out how to find people who you know, have unique abilities in the areas in which you're insufficient or don't really care to be good is super helpful. And it helps them view me as somebody who is kind of like overseeing their career and giving them guidance that they just really don't get elsewhere in their representation. And here's the truth. It's not possible to be good at everything. It's possible to be good at a lot of things. It's possible to be great at one or two things, but I think the idea of understanding that you have a superpower, and if you want to spend as much time developing that superpower, you're going to be far more satisfied. And then understanding that it's okay not to be good at everything. It's okay not to have your hands in all pies that you're involved in. Trust other people who are really good at it. So I think you will be frustrated because you're trying to do the impossible. And no one's ever really done it before. And I realized that Michael Jordan loves being evaluated on his basketball skills. I bet he hates being evaluated on his gambling skills or his skills as a spouse or maybe his leadership in a corporate environment. I think he's pretty bad at those things. He was the best basketball player ever. I grew up in Chicago. I watched all the games. He's amazing. So like, he loves probably talking about that. But if he at that time was trying to play baseball, it wasn't a terrible baseball. It wasn't good. But this idea that, you know, and I talked to a lot of people about this movie, Rudy, where there was a guy who wanted to play for Notre Dame football team. He was like a water boy. And then he like worked so hard and went all the practice and did all this stuff. And then he reached the pinnacle by being playing the last couple plays of a game that was already won. And that's like an American story. Like that's what you do. You work really hard and get something that you really want. And I always think to myself, what if Rudy was really good at science and biology? And what if spending all that time on the football field trying to get one play in, he was in the lab. Rudy could probably have cured cancer, but he spent all this time doing football. And then he graduated and he never played football again. And then he just probably just talks about that play he did. And people are like, great. But if he would have been talking about curing cancer, it's a lot better movie than like the guy who cured cancer instead of playing football. So what I like to do with my clients and try to do with my colleagues and other people who I meet with in this business is helping them identify what their superpower could be and saying you should focus on making that amazing because the other stuff can fall in line once you really get good at something. The Rudy story that Joel told, it's really funny if it weren't so sad because uh, I've just seen hundreds and hundreds of people who are really good at something and could really create great breakthroughs if they would just focus their attention on it because it's where their unique ability actually is. But instead, they've spent their whole life trying to be some fantasy of being really good at something where they're really terrible, really mediocre. It's funny because when you think of it, you can make a highly entertaining movie out of somebody's life, like the case of Rudy, you know, I mean, the big thing for me about Rudy and watching the story of Rudy 
And Joel just brought it all back to me. I said, Rudy, why don't you get a Colby profile done? You know, why, you know why, why don't you find out what you're really, really good at? And then devote as much passion and devote as much interest and throw yourself into the thing that you're really great at. You would be then on the first team. It might be a totally different game in life, but you would be the star quarterback you would be the star athlete, metaphorically, I'm just talking in a general sense, you would be the the all-star team member on the thing that you were passionate about, but instead, here you are scrounging just to get into one game for one play, and you weren't really all that good for that one play. So it makes great entertainment, but think of the millions of people who do exactly what Rudy tries to do in the movie, and no movies made about them, and nobody thinks it's really significant, but they've wasted part, half, or all of their life doing what they're not any good at. So, you know, I enjoy a good movie. You know, it's got a beginning, a middle, and end. It had a lot of nice drama, but I enjoy real life a lot more than movies, and the best part of life that I enjoy is where people really tell the truth about where their unique ability is, and then build their whole life, the whole structure of their life, the process of their life, all their connections around that, and they turn out to be great stars in the lives of dozens, hundreds, thousands of other people, way more than a college football player. I think that Joel's comment about superpower is accurate. I don't think it's an exaggeration. And what I mean by that, think about the vast majority of people who are not doing what they love to do and aren't really energized. They actually get worn out fairly quickly, not only internally, not only within themselves, not just within the framework of their work setting, but in terms of their impact on dozens, hundreds, and thousands of other individuals. And then compare those two lives. One of them is a flat line for 15 years. The other one is an exponential curve. I would characterize the life led from unique ability compared to a person who doesn't as the comparison between a person with a superpower and a person with just a mediocre capability. So yes, I think his description of superpower is more than accurate. It's really quite extraordinarily different from the way that most people experience their work. <laughs>